Hello and welcome to this lovely festive edition of Antique Dust. And today we're talking about what I think is an all-time fabulous Christmas movie. That is Die Hard. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Rob. And we're about to have a heated debate. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rob, tell yes. me, why don't you think Die Hard is a Christmas movie? So I'm not disputing that Die Hard is a good movie. It's a good action-adventure mm. movie that happens to be set at Christmas. Now, if happening to set a movie at Christmas constitutes sufficient to make it a Christmas movie, uh-huh. then I will concede the point that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. However, I don't think that just merely being set at Christmas makes something a Christmas movie. For example, for example, The uh-huh. Poseidon Adventure. Is that a Christmas movie? It's set at Christmas. Yes, is it a Christmas movie? I can't say I would say for me it wasn't. Because actually, I think it was at New Year's Eve. Well, yeah, but you know. You get the point. You, you, that, that's the point that I'm making. That, that Okay, so is it a New Year's Eve movie? It could be. I haven't got well, it on it DVD. could be. I've now got an urge to watch Shelley Winters and the Poseidon Adventure. Of course it could be. We'll try to forget about the remake. I love the Michael Caine one, though. That one was really good. That was Return of the Poseidon Adventure, wasn't it? Um, oh, I don't know. Oh, we're going, we're going off, off topic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I would say is that merely setting a movie at Christmas doesn't constitute a Christmas movie. For me, a Christmas movie has to have something more than that. It has to be more of a feel-good Christmas feel about it. You know, people blasting each other with, machine guns and having explosions and all the rest of it. Hot robbers. That's all that's all terrific terrifically good fun, but it's not the holiday, is it? I think it has become a Christmas movie because it didn't get released over Christmas. It got released in sort of in the blockbuster season. Well, of course it did because it's a blockbuster movie. It's a blockbuster movie. movie. And I, think it ha- movie. I think it has become a Christmas movie because they say, don't forget Nakatomi Towers. Yeah, but that's, that's, <laughs> that's a joke. I know. That's a joke. But I think it's now become a tradition. I mean, it's it, it now, I, I know lots of people, and I'm one of them, that when it comes into December, at some point in December, I will watch Die Hard. Oh, I probably won't watch it any other time, mm-hmm. although mm-hmm. I do like Die Hard 4.0. That was very good. Okay. Um, so, b- by that token, then, is uh, The Great Escape, is that a Christmas movie? Well, it was always frigging on on Boxing yeah. Day. That, that's, that's I think good, it would be. It, it's, it's, it's the traditional, and it, what, what was it, Digby, the world, the, the largest dog in the world? That was also... I don't think it was quite that, but well, that I, was I, I know the dog. Yeah. I know the dog personally. I know the film. You met for a few drinks, had a half a shandy. And he, he, I made yeah. my excuses and left. <laughs> dog breath. <laughs> dog breath. I ate all the pork scratchings. Dreadful. <laughs> so, <laughs> so by by that definition then you know you you can extend the definition of christmas movie almost infinitely just because a a film happened to be on the television around christmas time you know you've got the wizard of oz you've got the sound of music you've got gone with the wind you know there's a a whole plethora of films that uh, became uh, part of a a staple of christmas television yeah however 
does that is that enough to constitute a Christmas? I movie? don't know because I, I don't think Die Hard has ever been shown over Christmas. It's not on the TV shows. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I think people have adopted it because it is a fun film. It is kind of it, well, it's violent. Um, is it? Yeah, um, I, can't, I, 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 didn't can, I can't normally tolerate sort of like extreme violence and everything. Yeah, like unless that. it's perpetrated by blonde ballet dancers. Oh, I'm oh, sorry, they did the casting of that so well. I mean, sorry, I, uh, I, I'm, I, I'm Team Hans Gruber. I'm always devastated when his Rolex is released and he falls off the top of an Akatomi Tires. Sorry, guys, spoilers. Uh, I'm sure sorry. most people already know how it. Oh, but he was delicious it was absolutely gorgeous uh, and it, it was just the complete different type of villain um, I mean you obviously you're rooting for Bruce Willis um, sort of wandering around in his singlet um, sort of thumping around the air, the sort of the air ducts and things like that but all the all the criminals were just so hot uh, I'm sorry, one, the, the big blonde one whose brother got killed initially with the ho 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 written on the jumper and down on the uh, the, the one that played that, that was meant to be the brother of that he was a sort of a Berlin ballet dancer but he looked amazing um, and oh it's just such a beautiful film it's well shot um, it's very very innovative and it's got really likable characters that are playing against time I mean, obviously you've got the Rather than you have the heroic cop, you've got like the dumpy cop, the dumpy cop that's just eating loads of Twinkies. No, I've never eaten a Twinkie. Have you ever eaten a Twinkie? Um, I can't bring, I can't bring it to mind. <laughs> it's, it's it's not on my bucket list. <laughs> apparently, apparently Twinkies um, have a shelf life that would last you know beyond the apocalypse i think that's like most american food isn't it it's just like preserved in chemicals it's, let's be fair good american food is a possibility mm. but it's just, I just oh, can't I, oh, oh i do like the thanksgiving thing they do with the um runner, yeah that's okay but it's the it's the runner beans they have runner bean the runner bean casserole oh, with yeah, okay, the yeah. uh campbell's, campbell's condensed mushroom, mushroom soup, soup the two two uh Recipe time for Antique Dance. Yeah. Um, Delia, little, move over. Yeah, Ligella. You ought to have a little, kind of, a little, sort of like, a, a little, little theme tune or something to play for do, recipe do, do, time. Do, 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 do. Yeah, anyway. So, anyway, get your pads out. It's dead easy. Runner beans. Uh, or, no, no, broad, no, broad beans. No, not broad beans. No, bro, not broad what beans. Are they? Uh, I think we call them fine beans. So they're like the thin beans. The, th the, the thin, thin, fine beans thin in, in fine the cases. Beans. So, Dump it in a, in a Ideally castle. tinned, but fresh would, would fresh, do it. So dump it in a, t in, in a tin and uh, in, a, in a casserole dish and put two tins of Campbell's mushroom soup on, uh, so fully condensed, because uh, you, you normally mix that with water, uh, and then shove it in the oven. Yeah, for like there, there is additional ingredients to that, but we'll, I never bother with because they're very hard to get in the UK. There's, there's a, a funny kind of uh, oniony thing. It's almost like, you know, it's like deep, deep fried deep gravel. fried battered onions or something it's like, like that. Gravelly that onions. to go as a topping, but but since we can't get such delicious things in the UK, I usually just I might just fry up some onions and stick it on the top. Stick it on the top, just. But it's absolutely jollies. delicious. And I say it should. It, it it's hugely calorific, but it is the most delicious thing on the planet. So anyway, moving back onto Die Hard. 
So anyone that's been living under a rock for a, a long, apologies long to anyone time. who has been living under a rock. Yeah, apologies. Yeah, maybe it was cheap food. Is there a cheap accommodation? Mm. Um, so the story of Die Hard uh, summed up uh, uh, New York cops. Here's how I would sum up: Boom, boom, lots of explosions, skyscraper. Um, you've got a New York cop whose wife has moved to the other side of the country in LA. Uh, she's very important, senior director, la la la. Um, he's going back to visit the holiday seasons. Their marriage is a little bit shaky uh, because obviously she's moved away. He's in New York. Um, he arrives and uh, is he goes to meet her at the, the, the uh, her place yeah. of work where in they're a having limo. a Christmas party. In a limo. limo. Don't forget the limo. The limo's important. The limo is it, picked up by a limo driver uh, to go and meet her, to, to, to meet up at uh, at the office. Nakatomi Plaza, uh, Nakatomi Plaza, like which that. is the new uh, skyscraper that has actually been uh, constructed that uh, his wife works for the owner, and uh, not Mr. Nakatomi, which I was, I until we watched it recently, I was believed that that it was Mr. Nakatomi, but it's not. No, it's not. It's just some minion, um, a senior minion. Uh, so he goes, he goes and meets her. Uh, it doesn't know if he's going to be staying over or not because he's got two children, a boy and a girl. And um, while it sort of he meets some sort of really like vacuous sort of LA types that are sort of snorting well, cocaine at the, at the desk, yeah, at the, at the desk. And uh, um, while he's uh, sort of sort of getting himself changed and ready and everything. Um, the terrorists. Well, I think there's terrorists. They're just robbers, really. Yeah, they're, they're robbers. They're not robbers. terrorists. They're robbers. Yeah, they're robbers. Um, and um, they ransack the building, take it over. It's all electronic and everything, and sort of uh, they hardwire it and they take everyone hostage. Um, Bruce Willis is sort of sort of taking his shoes off because one, some person on the on the plane said, "If you scrunch your your, um, your feet on carpet." Uh, it really does do a lot of relief and everything. But he's in the, the, comp the sort of the executive washroom and it's got carpet on the floor. How very unsanitary. Yeah. It doesn't, it's only his um, shoes he takes off. He takes his shirt off. His shirt well. off. So he's wandering around in a singlet. So he's, as I say, Bruce Willis isn't actually ripped by any stretch of imagination. But I think that was the whole point of it. Because with the casting, so they'd, they'd actually try to cast various people in, in the show, uh, uh, in the movie. I think, I think, Stallone turned it down, but Reynolds was thought was too old. Schwarzenegger turned it down. They had to ask Frank Sinatra because it's apparently the sequel to another one written by yeah, the same it's author. it's a sequel to the. Well, let, let's let's not throw the word sequel around too um, too too widely. It's based off the but sequel. Yes, of but the yes. <laughs> do you want me to say it or do you want to? Go for it. All right. Okay. So it's based on. Um, well, it's it's. How can I put this? So Frank Sinatra appeared and was starred in The Detective. The Detective by, uh, what's his name, Roderick Thorpe. Mm -hmm. um, this was in, in, in the 60s. But, but Sinatra's contract stated that if they were to make a film of the, the sequel to The, to the Detective, um, he would get first refusal. Now, the, I think the, the idea was that they would make that quite soon after the detective not imagining that it would be decades later later and die hard is is based on the sequel to the to to the detective so in accordance with his contract frank sinatra had to be uh given first refusal for for the role um 
sensibly, he declined. Yes, he was on the golf course. <laughs> you, may, you now may continue. I now may continue. Yeah. So the but criminal. In case you're interested, the novel's called Nothing Lasts Forever. Right. But in an, also in the novel, um, it's there, there. There are terrorists in the novel, and also the wife falls falls to her death from, at the end. And so, fortunately, that doesn't happen. I know. Sorry, spoilers. Um, so the, uh, there's basically a game of cat and mouse. Um, the Hans Gruber, very hot Hans Gruber, played by Rob. No, Rob. No, I didn't. No, uh, it's a, no, you're no. welcome to the conversation. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, I, d I didn't. I didn't play Hans Gruber. Why, why are you suggesting that I did? <laughs> I, I know I might resemble Alan Rickman in, in a certain light. But... Yeah, pitch black in the clip. <laughs> so, but Alan Rickman, this was his first movie role. Um, he was working on Broadway, very theatrical and everything. And he was brought in to play the uh, sort of ringleader. And he's delicious. He steals every scene. Um, he's the most unlikely of uh, master criminals. But he does it with such panache and gorgeousness. And even they had to say, because they had to, have to do various shots, taking pictures of him with a gun. And he's got such a limp wrist holding the gun. Yeah. It's, it's just like so casual. However, he's, he, 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 off, he quite quickly offs one of the, uh, the people, uh, one of the, the sort of the presidents of the company. Not Mr. Nakatomi. Not Mr. Nakatomi. As I, as I um, is at home incorrectly in Japan believe. or doing something Japanese and Nakatomi-like. <laughs> so anyway, the story goes on. It's cat and mouse. Um, uh, so Bruce Willis runs off. Um, he offs one of the one of the uh, sort of the crims. Um, he's hiding it when they have the reveal of what they're actually doing um, to the, uh, to 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 steal all these bombs. Um, so they're just criminals. However, when it goes to the press, um, they are terrorists wanting people to be released from sort of freedom fighters and everything. So. Yeah. So the, all the press and the media think they are terrorists that, that are doing this to um, to release all these criminals, but yeah. it's just something that Hans Gruber saw in Life magazine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shall, shall we leave a discussion about the the, the whole uh, the reason why they're calling themselves terrorists to the end? No, come on. Okay, it just it just strikes me as a little bit of a plot hole. In, in Die Hard, that the whole reason why they call themselves terrorists is because that will trigger a response from law enforcement to cut all the power to the building, thereby unlocking the security. The security. Is it just me, or does that seem a little bit oh, unlikely? I don't know. It was the eighties. Yeah, it was done. Yeah, it was the eighties. So they probably did things like that. Because but, I mean, obviously, but they did crazy things. They did, they did crazy things, but obviously, they would they would sort of shut the power down on buildings, and it would only be on sort of emergency power. So, I imagine that would be because obviously, there's now everything's computerized and everything, and you need to have certain power; other things go completely bump. Um, but, but the whole the, computer system was a major plot point in in Die Hard, wasn't it? Mm, yeah, but hey, it, the, 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 there's another. Yeah, the, but that's that's. I guess that's what you would what Alfred Hitchcock would call a refrigerator moment that you don't think about that until 
you you get you up and then now you can go times. for a drink and then you're you're standing at the fridge and you go, oh, oh hang on, yeah, but it was still it was still, still very. Also, there's uh, there's a couple of other sort of um, sort of fluff bits because when uh, Bruce Willis first comes comes away from the party and is looking from the building, which say on the opening scene is this big building with nothing around it, and he looks out the window into another tower block. With a woman changing, <laughs> changing the frock, which is like, um, there's no building. There are, yes, I mean, quite, <laughs> quite clearly established in long shot that there is no building near enough for Bruce Willis, unless he's got sort of bionic vision to. Because um, there's only the upper floors, and there's there are no other buildings which are directly across. But also, when you <laughs> another plot hole which I've just thought of. At one of the end sequences, when the helicopters are coming through the various buildings, there aren't any buildings around. No, it. <laughs> no. it's a fantasy landscape. Of course, while we're still on plot holes, there is the whole the whole business with the ambulance in yeah. the back of the, the the truck that we see the truck early on in the film that is very clearly empty. Later on in the film, an, an ambulance suddenly emerges from it, which. Um, Defies the laws of physics. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they were building. Materialize. Maybe one of the other hot terrorists was there, busy with his Lego kit, building an ambulance at the back, perhaps. Uh, But it, it's just glorious. It's full of really, really good one-liners, and you can tell that they were when they were filming, they they were were writing it. They were writing on the hoof, and this was the last chance for Bruce Willis to actually star in a film. Because he was a very popular uh, TV star in Moonlighting. And the next couple of movies that he produced were average or were panned by the press. And this was the last chance for him to actually transition from TV actor to movie actor. And they adapted the script constantly to, uh, to play to his strengths. And I think that did really well. But they kept changing the scripts and everything. Um, um, and when they brought out the first trailer, everyone um, laughed. The audience laughed when they saw Bruce Willis because they just thought he was just ridiculous. Um, so they changed all the movie posters and everything. And then when it got released and it became an it became so super popular, then all the other sort of posters and everything came out um, with Bruce Willis on the thing. Although I would love to have a poster. If there's anyone knows there's a poster with Hans Gruber on it, I want that poster. I don't think he was ever on the poster. I think Hans Gruber should. It should be like the downfall of hot Hans Gruber. It was, um, I think, Fox Plaza um, featured heavily on the Well, Nakatomi Towers is Fox Plaza, isn't it? Yes. It is. <laughs> and apparently the, 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 uh, the filming had to take place when all businesses finished for the day because they made a lot of noise yes it was a it was a very busy full uh, office block but there were some empty floors which they which they, they turned into a impromptu uh, film studio but um there was there were issues around noise not just for the building but also for the near the nearby buildings as well not that we've established they weren't very near but um there were there are some it's in neighbor Buildings yeah. in the in the neighbourhood that were inconvenienced by explosions and helicopters and machine gun fire. And I say they were they had scheduled ninety minutes of helicopters uh, for shooting, which there was very meticulous. And 
after 20 minutes they had to go up shut down because they were making too much noise or it was too dangerous and in this film they made it said there was so many one shot moments there wasn't like repeated 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 which i think is really good because it's it the way it's edited together is really really good it's very likable um it's very memorable and it just really it just blows me away i, mean, I saw this at the cinema when it first came out yeah. i was 14 and it was a 15 rated film yeah. another bit of interesting it. trivia actually uh -huh. about um, alan rickman in, the, in this film is that you'll never see his face when he fires a gun really yeah because um whenever he fired a gun yes yeah, basically yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, noise noisy yeah. thing essentially essentially yes that's a cut away from his face whenever he fires a gun because of, because of his facial expression <laughs> <laughs> no but he's he's totally totally amazing I think they cast it really well because they didn't really cast many well-known names in it. So apart, it was obviously Bruce Willis, but they, they, everyone thought it would just be like a sort of straight to movie, straight to VHS sort of thing. Um, and yes, it did really, really well. Yeah. So I, I still feel it, it, it is a Christmas movie, but I think I've made it a Christmas movie because I don't know, when putting it in, it's I've, I, I always sort of watch it just a few days or a few weeks just before Christmas it has to be in December uh, and it's just a, a rollicking good fun action adventure it's got some really good characters in and it's got it's very buddy it's very quotable and I feel very disappointed with regards to the sequels apart from 4.0 which I thought was really good uh, but I haven't seen the one in Moscow Number two was a bit of a rehash, which is on a again at Christmas, but in an air, sort of in a, an airport. And number three was set in New York, and that was just dreadful. <laughs> is that the one with the daughter? The, the one in the daughter is four point zero. The one where yeah. the daughter. That was the one with Timothy Bottoms as the as the bad guy. Yes, that's the one. That, that big hackers, all the hackers and everything. The big hackers. The, there were hackers, and they also had the chap that um, oh, more not was it more? He wrote more rats in it. Uh, more wrote, rats. What? More rats. More rats. <sighs> God, um, he's a, he, he's an indie filmmaker and actor. His beard. He's lost lots of weight recently, and he used to be with a duo. It was him and a lanky chat with long hair um it was kevin also smith. yeah kevin smith he, kevin smith was in it um yeah so but he's lost a lot of weight. kevin smith's lost a lot lot of weight now he looks a bit gaunt now he still wears a, a baseball cap on backwards yeah and that that sort of american jersey or whatever it is but he has lost a lot of weight and looks a little bit sickly on it uh, <laughs> tune in next week for more <laughs> the, more, more judgy comments yeah. <laughs> so i think i have made this a christmas movie i appreciate it's not like a traditional hallmark moment where it's all sort of wholesome uh, there is christmas trees but it's not that sort of emotive thing but for me it is a christmas movie for me it's not a it's not a markedly christmas movie because it doesn't come out at christmas um so it, do you feel all christmassy when you watch it i do actually does it make you want to go and 
put up a Christmas tree I and do. fill out your submachine gun and <gasps> yeah, pir- oh, pir- uh, pirouette around the room like Alexander Goodenough. Oh, he was good enough. <laughs> you know, he died a f- uh, f- about five years after making. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, he was only forty-five when he died. Gosh. Yeah. Well, Alan Rickman's not with us anymore either. No. Bruce Willis is still. He's still, he's still clambering on. around he's some, still some air on. vents <laughs> somewhere. Apparently, they're bringing out another one, another Die Hard. Die Hard in Shady Pines. Shady Pines. Die Hard with a Zimmer. <laughs> yes. yes. Mobility scooter. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there's a mobility car- scooter car chase. Amazing. Um, so, yeah, I uh, Die Hard, amazing movie. Um, it sort of it says uh, so. It wants to know the plot points and everything. Say watch go, it, watch it. Good guys win, but I think Hans Gruber shouldn't have died. We well, may not have died. He didn't. Oh, we know we probably did because he did talk about forty stories. Yeah, and in fact, in the script, it was, I don't think it was filmed, but in the script, he he landed on the Nakatomi, um, uh, sort of statue thing. Oh right, so he was impaled. And he was impaled on it. But that, they didn't film that. No. So, well, I don't think Alan Rickman was too happy because he wasn't expecting to be dropped. He, he, he was expecting to do the scene where he was... Yeah, but he wasn't expecting to actually be dropped. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is why his expression is so, uh, so wonderful. So, so theatrical it's and so, yeah, fabulous. Yeah, because he's as surprised as Hans Gruber <laughs> um, to be flying through the air. Except, of course, he landed on, on crash mats rather than... Uh, a pointy, a pointy, <laughs> a, a pointy statue. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we would love to know what your thoughts. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie to you? Um, please let us know on all social media platforms at, at Antique Dust. We're, we're everywhere. Uh, you can comment, you can share. Uh, please subscribe to our podcast. We have our weekly podcast about the gorgeous, gorgeous Bergerac and other TV trivia and, and sort of nonsense. It's yeah. just lovely. Um, if there's any show that you'd like us to talk about and wish we're on sort of uh, endlessly uh, and finding hot, hot people in it and sort of plot points and that sort of thing, please let us know at Antique Dust. At Antique Dust. So that's so long from me, Jonathan. And it's goodbye from me, Rob. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>